reviews that we enjoy and we chat about and we tell you about too. We're the only podcast that spills the tea on all things gin tea and otherwise beverage related. I'm your host Sophie and I'm here with me, your delightful, delicate and diligent sidekick, Craig. Excellent. Good use. Thank Good you. use of alliteration. Thank you very much. Yeah, and then they just come to you. It's all off the cuff. All off the cuff. Might be hard to tell if this is not scripted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we just write, read this all from a script, have our whole little chat, what we're going to say, yeah. from our magic script. You haven't actually got your notebook this week. I haven't brought my notebook this week because it's all in the mind. All in the mind. Yeah. We're actually matching green jumpers. We so are. Oh, Mine yellow matching. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ah, brand- branded by Craig's work, which we won't talk about. Yeah. I didn't realise you had branded tops now. Yeah. What what kind of green would you say that is? This is forest green. Can you pick it? Yeah. In the forest. <laughs> <laughs> like the druids. Ooh. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we will crack right on. I'll go, what are you drinking, Craig? Nothing. But what have I been making? <laughs> Which we have tried this evening before <laughs> recording. And then you were like, I won't spoil it. Yeah, so I have finally bottled my plum wine, which I first started making in late August, September time. Um, and it's a lovely pink colour and it tastes absolutely delicious. It's actually, no, I quite like it. It, it depends if you like sour plums because you get a weird hint, a nice kind of plummy taste and it peters out. Yeah, it's definitely got that homebrewy smell and initial taste. Yeah. Um, and it varies. So with that one, um, I used a few kilos of plums, a few kilos of sugar, water, and in that one I used um, just a white wine yeast, I think. Whereas normally I would use a cider yeast. It takes this long to kind of brew it before yeah, it's ready. Yeah, yeah, Good six months. Yeah, you have it in the... Um, you have it in the, the fermentation bucket where it gives us lots of gases and then you decant it into a demijohn for it to settle and then finally you bottle it and it is a six month process and it can sit there for well until you drink it really um, but I think probably I'm going to add a bit of sugar to the one and a half demijohns that I've still got, just to sweeten it a little bit. Yeah, it's a little bit sour. It's enjoyable, but I think for sweet too. And, and the plus point of this one is it did not explode on me like yeah, the one, one three years ago, must be. Must it, be was, now, yeah. it was pre-lockdown. Yeah, it was 2019. It was September 2019. That, that plum wine exploded on me. It was brilliant. No, it wasn't. It actually tasted nicer, slightly. It did taste nicer, but it wasn't brilliant that it sort of went... I think that's because I added me. sugar to it during its bottling. Uh, no, during its demijoning, and uh, it started to ferment again. Ah, and then got more CO2 to so then explode in my face. Make it very sticky, still like being sticky. Yeah, but um, I think this one would be nice maybe mixed with... I don't know what the ABV on it is, because I didn't, yeah, I didn't... Yeah, I didn't measure it uh, before... Um, I started, so I, I wouldn't have known what the difference in gravity was. But the um, I think it would be quite good mixed with either lemonade or maybe even Prosecco. I think Prosecco would do quite well, because yeah. if that sweetness from Prosecco counterbalance the sour plumminess, and it's yeah. very quite well blended. 
and it gives me a bit more sparkle. It's not super sparkling, this one. It's a bit. It's not at all. Yeah, it's pretty it's flat. flat. Yeah, yeah. It's got like a tiny bit of a few bubbles, but it's quite a flat, yeah, yeah. sparkling wine yeah. in that sense. Yeah, yeah. I think it'd be good over lots of ice, maybe. Yeah, it's more like a bit like a cider in like, you know, a cloudy yeah. still cider, yeah, yeah. but plum. That's what it reminds me of more. I've got a cider. I'm going to bring a cider tomorrow, actually. A still cider, which I've also made, but it's made with um, mulled. It was a mulled cider. Mm, that's exciting. So. Well, what have you been drinking this week? I was going to do a nice bridge to have tea because it's like mulled tea, but yeah. I'm drinking. Um, I haven't really drank all that much interesting stuff. I've been drinking my squash. I've been drinking coffee that we spoke about. Oh, today I had the sun-kissed orange, which I quite enjoy. It's quite orangey, which is a sparkling orange drink, which yeah. is nice. I don't think I've ever had one of those, but I know what you're meaning. Oh, I thought you had tried one because I got it from the place where we get the burgers from. Oh, had I tried one? I can't remember. I don't really like orange. Yeah, I know, you, I know we have the conversation in my car. I don't think I drank really of alcohol this week. No. Mm. Oh, no, I had that wine. I did have yes, wine. I did. did have wine at D&D last week. So I was getting wine from the depleting wine stores that I have that I had yeah. left over. And I had a 2013 vintage. And I really like the... Because I went once to a talk when I still work with wine for the wine supplier. So it's Kangarilla Road, which is a Shiraz from down in Australia. I think it's the Barossa Valley. I can't remember. I'm sorry if it isn't. It's been a while. I won't do that. Because um, there's going to do something there. And then I stopped myself because, you know, that was clever. Um, so, yeah, it's really nice. And this was really nice Shiraz. Um, it still is actually because it's actually a screw cap rather than a cork. And they said we went to the tasting with um with all the spire that um the screw cap would last and it has lasted it's lasted really well the shiraz and it's just got a really nice it's kind of mellowed out got a lot more spice edge to it rather nice. than the minty taste it had it quite strong minty taste in my memory right although well, the black front one did but it was just nice really good shiraz it's had a bit of sediment still in the bottle because i was trying to like use the air fryer to kind of get yeah. the air coming through and warm it up because it had a little bit of bottle shock but pretty nice very tasty very fruity I really quite enjoyable it's still very smooth so yeah it has lasted because i think it's nearly 10 years old now this wine yeah. but it has lasted as a screw cap from that and it's just still great fantastic so yeah so what's some of that actually i might drink some tomorrow because i didn't finish it there we go that's what i've been drinking a wine i'd forgotten i drank some squash and some sparkling orange lovely that was nice but from your thing about mold we're going to think about the tea and we're going to talk because i've picked a different mug this week and I have a little kitty cat mug. Little black cat. Which was a present Christmas before last from from Josh. Very nice. My friend Josh. And he's got a little black cat with little ears that come around the rim. He's got a little cute face and he came with a really cute little cat spoon. Oh. Which I haven't used for the tea, but um, yeah, he's got this. Those little spiky ears not stab into your face. Well, no, you just drink on either side of the ears, right? Yeah. And they've got the handle and it's quite nice it's quite wide mug so you get it's more like flatter lower down a quite wide mug with the little cute cat facing white with a little nose eyes and whiskers and then these little ears yeah that's really cute it's they come with a little cute spoon so there you are i've got a cat mug, mug today and you a nice put... wide narrow cup it'll get to optimum drinking temperature quite quickly as well that's true for tea and you've got your favorite sheet got my usual sheepy mug i picked it for you yeah so yes Great. What teas are we going to try with our fright in a moment? Because my, oh, I probably, when I had my tea earlier, as you know, I managed to cut the roof of my mouth, which was bleeding before we started recording. To our international listeners, what Sophie's referring to is not her tea, but her dinner or her supper. 
It's it's tea. <laughs> yeah, but the the non drinking oh, yeah, <laughs> kind of tea. To be fair, I don't eat tea at the usual British time of like six. So I was having a whole discussion at work how on the continental you eat food later. Yeah, I don't know anybody who eats dinner at like five or six unless they're old. Old. Well, it's mainly a British thing that they yeah. eat. And most people I talk to, like, they say, oh, I have tea at six. I'm like, yeah, I'm still working at six. Yeah, yeah. I had tea at uh, about 20 past seven. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, which I think is average for me if I'm not. That's if I'm back average. from work, it's a good time. If I'm not, if I don't finish work till half seven, it's after eight, nine yeah, o'clock yeah. when I eat my tea. We'll often eat dinner sort of half seven. Yeah. Anyway, we, we were just talking about tea now. And... Um, yeah, it was tea. Because no, I was talking about food tea, tea, and we'll go on to tea that we drink. What are we drinking? Uh, it's actually, it is actual tea for a change. So this season so far, we've talked about things that aren't actually tea. No. So we've returned back to the good old um, world of Camellia sinensis. If you want to be more senseless about that, go back to season one. And, and um, two. And two, but it's particularly the season. I don't, yeah, anyway. Um, so today, because we are amongst the celebratory time of the year, which is, um, in fact, the reason that we've picked this tea is not the fact that it's a, ch a Christmas tea, but because it complements the flavours of the gin that we're going to be talking about. And also I had a Christmas tea from Christmas to think, oh, season three, we thought we'd be recording earlier yeah. in the year. And now we're after Easter drinking yeah but you know tea. actually it's 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 <laughs> fine um well we need to drink it before christmas because the best yeah. before dates before christmas this year <laughs> yeah. so i was like we'll drink the christmas tea yeah so we've got a nice black tea here which is a blend with cassia bark which you will know we add in our gin like. it's still fermenting downstairs <laughs> that i've not touched <laughs> uh, licorice root which has got lots of medical benefits to it allspice mm -hmm. Which gives it that real Christmassy flavour. Yep. Dried apple. Lovely. Also Christmassy. And orange peel. Also Christmassy. So what we have is a lovely black tea with all these wonderful warming seasonal uh, flavours. But I think what's quite important, so yeah, so it, when you drink it, it's, it's a black tea. It's probably got quite a lot of assam blended through it because it does have a dark ready hue to it. Um, and it's a nice black tea. With these extra little spices. So it feels like a mould tea. That's why we say it. Sort of feels like a mould tea. Yeah. tea. You didn't say it's an M&S tea. I didn't say it's an M&S tea because I'm getting to that. Oh, okay. I'm this... sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry because we were talking so much about how you shopped at M&S. Yeah. We thought, I thought. Please, M&S, if you're listening, times are tough, so give me a voucher. Uh, this is an M&S fair trade tea, in fact, which guarantees fairer pay, social change, and environmental protection for farmers and workers, enabling them to invest in their future and communities. Great. I'm glad that it is, because a lot of tea should be for what they're having. You shouldn't, you shouldn't exploit people yeah. getting tea. What do you think of it? I quite like it. You know, I'm not over fond of half these spices, but I think it's probably my top of my mouth, but my taste buds are a bit off. Do you know what it tastes like? When you make a spiced fruit loaf, a tea loaf, Oh, I'm a loaf that I enjoy. Yeah, you put tea in it. Do you actually? Yeah, I didn't know. If you you're put... making a proper tea loaf, that you put tea in it. No. Uh, with the various spices, like tea often allspice as well. You put tea in tea cakes. I think you maybe do. I'm I not do like sure about cakes. that, but I definitely a loaf. Um, so you would have allspice, orange, dried apple, or dried fruit of some description. Like raisins. And your tea 
into your mix. So this tastes like a delicious tea loaf, which is great for me because I can't actually eat the loaf. Oh, yeah, because it's got wheat in it now. Yeah, it does taste a bit, like, it's not as spicy, like, on the nose it smells a lot stronger, like, that licorice flavour on it. Yeah. But on the taste it, like, completely mellows out. Like I say, it could be because my mouth's burnt, but it might be. It's kind of, it's nice and mellow. It's not too dark a colour, actually. I kept, I think I kept most of the time recommended three to four minutes in tea yeah. bags. Yeah, yeah, And when you just open the bag, it just, like, just reminds you of the smell of Christmas, like, molly and spice in a tea. Yeah. Well, I think you probably use this tea of like molly and spice and something I else. You could you probably put it in the gin or something. I think you could add brandy to it. Mm. Like a little kind of boozy tea. Mm-hmm. You could probably put gin in it as well. Mm-hmm. Depends what gin we used. I don't. It's probably not ruin the gin that we've bought no. today. But it's, it's quite nice, isn't it? Yeah. it does, it's not as spiced as a chai tea. It doesn't no. feel like a chai tea. It just feels like a nice, warming, gently spiced black tea and we're both drinking it black yeah we decided um, no milk because i was like do we put milk in and you were like no so i was like okay no milk i think it would go okay with normal milk i don't know if it would actually it would be a bit weird no i think it would i think it would give you that kind of richness that you expect from a christmasy thing well, yeah i guess so because you kind of almost want something rich and enjoyable i don't think it would work so well with one of my not milky things like, like oat milk or coconut yeah i think it'll be a bit too much i think it would almost overpower because it's quite subtle spice actually it's a yeah. much more subtle tea than i was envisioning it to be yeah i thought yeah. it was going to be a bit more like punchy in your face but it's not quite nice yeah it's a bit chill so even for this time of year like in scotland it, it's warmer but it's not warm yet yeah. and i think this is kind of a nice thing because we let it cool a bit before drinking it so yeah. you want it just not piping hot just kind of nice and kind of just wake you up a little bit while the weather's still not quite warm for exactly summer, and we're rainy summer. in the Beltane festival season which is a Celtic festival and um, it's at that time traditionally where you would open your kegs of cider and stuff to start drinking that you've fermented mm. over the winter like you have with your wine the cider coming exactly and um, yeah it's very good I actually really enjoy this tea um, I wasn't sure I think I I actually picked this tea. I picked it up because it was reduced after Christmas. I was like, this looks like a good tea. We'll try it. Like it. And it's actually very enjoyable, which I'm surprised about. I like it better than some of the teas I really didn't stand like. Really didn't like last week's tea. Trying to remember what tea that it was. Yeah, you can. It's the one that's green. It's the Oh yeah. Yeah, matey. Yeah, yeah all right, matey. Yeah. yeah, the matey tea, which was green and I don't like it. Oh, the mate. Yeah, I didn't enjoy that. It was too like. Do you know hot, actually? I was hot. going to talk to you about that because um, one of the effects of yerba mate is it invigorates and keeps you alive, which it did because I managed to drive home without crashing the car, even though it was a late night. And the, do you know, one of the other benefits is it gives you deep sleep, and that was probably the best night's sleep I had had in a long time. I slept unawoken for the whole night. That's really good. No weird dreams. No weird dreams. No anything because normally i'll sleep for an hour and a half and i'll wake up and yeah. fall back to sleep and wake up another hour later no i sit up slept solidly through the night maybe i need this i did i woke up in the middle of the night last night could not get back to sleep for like an hour and a half and then i'm really tired today because of it so i need yeah. a good night's sleep tonight i often find that i mean that happens to me basically on a nightly basis so i've kind of adapted to it but there's a, sometimes you wake up and you manage to immediately roll over and get back to sleep after sort of 15 20 minutes 
but sometimes you just bing and you're awake and your brain starts churning over thoughts and I find the best thing to do is just get out of your bed, go off and do something for like half an hour, have a cup of tea, um, depending on the time of night and in the summer I would often maybe even take the dog out for a walk at like two or three in the morning just to do something and then go back to bed and fall back to sleep. Maybe I should have tried that because this morning I was just awake for an hour and a half and then the birds started and then because I went out the room the cats started mm. and then I still couldn't get to sleep and my brain was ticking over and I couldn't switch off and then it was worrying about things and it just got worse. Yeah and then worse. as well during the whole time you're thinking oh, I need to get to sleep I need to get yeah, to sleep yeah. I need to, and it's just getting more and more stressful yeah. so I always break that cycle by getting up and doing something different. Maybe I'll try that hopefully I'll sleep better because I'm quite tired today maybe this Christmas tea will help me wind down. Exactly. And if not, I'll drink more gin. What's your link going to be over to the gin then? I'm going to drink gin if I can't sleep. Right, there you go. Supple. We're going to fly on over. Oh, oh, I see what you did there. The people wouldn't yet until this very moment, but I did. See, I made, I made a good like, link That was there. a good link. For, the people, for, for you guys listening at home, it sounded like a bad link, but you're about to learn it's a really good link. Because we are trying the Aviation American Gin. Nice. Which Craig has asked me to do American accent, but I can only do a southern accent, so I don't think it's going to go well. And we don't want to offend all of our American listeners. No, we don't. We've actually got a lot of different states, I found out. You all listen, and um, yeah. Hello to all you states in America. Yes. Uh, Texas. I can't remember. Washington was the highest. Florida. Washington State. I don't think Florida was there. No. It's not sadly. Well, hello, America. Hello to all our listeners. But yes, this one I've been wanting to try for a while. You can actually buy it in supermarkets now in the UK. Okay. Um, but this was a tiny little bottle from a work colleague who was moving away and has left and gave us me all her lovely alcohol, which was very lovely. I thought it was a big shout out to her. Yes. And it was her mini little bottle she got from the fashion show, which we're trying today. Well, actually, neither of us have tried it yet, but we smelt it just to check it was going to go. Yeah. So the Aviation American Gin is batch distilled and it says with adventurous blend of spices from around the world, 42% ABV and 84% proof. A little bottle. Yeah. Very classic 1950s aviation well, style. Isn't well, it? exactly, because I'll tell you a little bit about it. So, this is the gin, if people have heard of it, why it's famous that Brian Reynolds makes. Yeah. And he kind of spun, like, has all the stuff on the website. The website did not give me the tasting notes, so I'll tell you the tasting notes I found somewhere else, and then you'll know why it's the bottle as it is. But it said, Founded in 2006, so quite a while now actually. Mm. Aviation Gin takes its name from the Aviation Cocktail, which was created in the 1900s, so that's why it's got this air theme. Nice. And all you buy all the merch, all kind of aeroplane theme. Gin takes a Dutch style rye spirit base combined Ooh. with juniper, lavender, anise, sarsaparilla. Oh, yeah, that's very American flavour. I don't know what sarsaparilla is. Sarsaparilla. Right, I'll carry on with the blame yeah. and tell me what sarsaparilla yeah. is. Orange peel and cardamom and the botanicals are steeped in grain spirit for 48 hours before they are re-distilled. So double distillation. Pretty intriguing tipple of a very handsome Gatsby-esque bottle, which it is. A famous gin to go to its eponymous cocktail, though we wouldn't suggest you wing it. Get it. Uh-huh. That's a good joke. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's saying the nose is crisp notes of juniper alongside floral sweetness, parma violets, a touch of citrus peel, and some green vegetal notes in there with a pinch of spice. And on the palate, it says wonderfully spicy notes, more prominent than on the nose, cardamom shining fruit, and a scattering of cinnamon with floral notes continuing in the finished spice lingers under the return of citrus peel. But I'll find that. But the story of aviation, so that was like a little bit of information there. Uh, there's a little video by Ryan Reynolds, which I haven't watched, but the production said, like the world's finest gin, is distilled using a proprietary maceration recipe that produces some P. 
pure medley of botanical flavour. So they infuse with the, the, the spices, and it says at least 18 hours of macerating tanks. Distill, because it's pumped into the still. It doesn't say what still it is, so I wonder if it's copper still. Or what? Steam jackets, heat the macerate. Okay, condenser. Probably condensing one then. I know it's very boring for some people. I'm just enjoying it, so you can enjoy it with me. Step three is the cut. The first fluid when you have the heads, which we kind of spoke about. We did actually speak about it when speaking to the green room or something about which, because they keep the heads and then get the heart of the spirit through the run and then the final cut, the tails. Bakes about seven hours and then they blend and bottle it. It's these lovely little bottles. So, yep, yeah, and then ready to ship. And then there's a lot of, um, oh, there's an in-flight menu for cocktails some some more plain puns and then a load of nice videos of famous people, including you Jackman by the looks of it. And Ryan Reynolds and, and the gin. Don't miss your flight, find your gate below and please fly responsibly where to buy. There we go. You're going to tell me what sarsaparilla is. I am. So anyone who's familiar with American culture will have heard of sarsaparilla uh, as a drink. Okay. Um, and it's something similar to like a root beer kind of thing. Oh, okay. Um, but it comes from the plant which is Smilax, which is uh, like a, a thorny rambling brambly kind of thing mm -hmm. uh, so it's a rambling vine with little red berries on it uh, and it comes from the Spanish the common name comes from the Spanish word sarsaparilla mm -hmm. which uh, derives from the meaning for bramble mm. and parilla which means little grapevine so it's a thorny little vine that grows through trees and shrubs um, Smilex ornata is what it's actually called and it's used mostly for our soft drinks um, but the reason it became so popular as a drink is because Smilex uh, was used, or Smilex ornata was used in the treatment of syphilis in the 19th century. Ah. So out of the Wild West, uh, a popular drink became sarsaparilla to treat syphilis. As you can imagine, it was pretty rife uh, out in the, in the Wild West in the, wild. in the 19th century. Well, it wasn't so, a lot, and they always said gin would help a lot of these kind of diseases from the 19th yeah, century exactly. as well. So then you could probably blend it. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, so from 1820 to 1910, it was, it was a very common drink for mm -hmm. the treatment of uh, syphilis. So um, enjoy your aviation gin. Aviation gin gin. <laughs> Fly first class. With your STD. Yeah, okay, maybe not, but yes. It does smell really nice on the nose. It's got that nice kind of floral, but it's a very juniper-y and quite a lot of gins we have don't have, even though they have juniper, don't have that punchy juniper, but this is a punchy juniper nose. It's quite a hefty nose, isn't it? Yeah. I should say that Craig today, again, has decided that Sophie smells best and is trying it with no tonic. But I'll then tell you what he thinks while I try because he's making faces that you can't see. Um, I'm sorry, Ryan Reynolds, but I don't like that. I don't like that. Oh, okay, that's making my mouth sting. The tea was okay. The gin makes me, my mouth sting from where I put it on my baguette. That's not a euphemism. No, I, um, no, that was my tea. I had a steak baguette, but yes. Um, I actually don't like that. It's just abusive alcohol and it's got a kind of plasticky flavour. Sorry, I don't like that. Oh. Well, I, I'm struggling because I think some of my palates I can't taste, so I'm not getting all the flavours I should. But it's not getting the full range that the tasting note has told me on my. Yeah. It's kind of dying off. You get a really, even for me, you get a really strong burn at the back at the end. Mm -hmm. I think you might have to mix this in cocktails to even get. 
think it's one that's the I same think it's a mi of the, the mixing rather than us drinking it neat because the back of it, I can feel that burn and it's quite harsh. I'm, I'm not so much getting the burn at the back, I'm getting the burn at the front of my mouth. Well, that, my bit, lips well, that one's already burned. Yeah, so yeah. I'm getting the burn behind my, my mouth burn. But the actual flavour itself, I'm... I don't think it's got a very, it's got a very bland flavour that's just overridden by the alcohol. I got the juniper and I get that cardamom and I don't get any of the other subtleties and it kind of sticks to the top of my mouth, your palate, yeah. and then you kind of get right at the back and down, but I'm not getting anything else around at all, it's not really no. hitting and I'm not getting a lot of, if you're getting them, it, it's not just me and not being able to taste them. No, it's, it's just, as I said, Nothing, you're right, nothing down the tongue, nothing around the, mm -mm. I'm not getting anything in the back either, it's all stuck to the front. Oh no, I've got it behind my, the burn. My mouth. Like right um, at the back of my I guess palate. if you're looking for just a generic alcohol to add to a gimlet or something, it I would think it might right. come out with quite a few cocktails, I think we'd have to give it the benefit of the doubt with that. But not a £40 a bottle. Is that how much it is? I thought it was cheaper. I don't think it was that much. You can get it in supermarkets here, even though American gin, but it is it's quite heavy hitting. I don't like it. Sorry, Ryan. Yeah, we like Ryan Reynolds, and we like that he has Rexon. That's the football team he has, right? I have no idea, but we'll leave him to his syphilitic cure. I don't think he thought of that when he finds this, but you know, he'd probably find it funny that you've said that. So Ryan Reynolds, if you're listening, you know, come tell us more about your gin. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I say that. Okay, so this is not a highly rated gin. Tea's fine. Tea's good. Gin's yeah. not good. Sorry. Yeah, it's not my favourite gin either. I have to say, there's been a lot of other gins that I really enjoy. I think if you're going to be buying a gin because you're making gin, 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 gin cocktails, <laughs> I wouldn't even bother buying that one because you can get a better gin at the twenty pound mark. Not very many though. For for mixing into a cocktail. Yeah, I still wouldn't because I'm now Versus snobbish that. about the, the witch I'd have in a cocktail. But yeah, I just. In fact, that hand, that hand sanitizer that's over there, you should just drink that instead. Oh, no, I don't want to drink hand sanitizer. <laughs> well, I have found that if you like get pen on a table, you can just put hand sanitizer and it wipes it clean. So I do wonder what it strips your hands off. I did not know that. Yeah, I, I got ink on the desk at work, so I put the hand sanitizer on it, rubbed it, and it all came off. I suppose that makes sense because. Um... Methylated spirits is also very high alcohol. And yes, 70% it has to be yeah. for COVID measures. So that makes sense. Yeah, we just strip stuff and then strip manacles because they're pretty painful. There we go. And um, this is better than paint stripper, but we're not big fans. So I just drink the last little bit so it's gone. Finish mine as well. I don't really want to finish yours. I'm going to drink because we only got a little small bottle um, because it was, like I said, like. For me, this is oh. one that's style over substance. Yeah, I think a lot of the names, a lot of the branding over the top of the gin. But it could be what people are looking for because we haven't really spoken about American gin culture as much. And I don't know if they've got the whole breadth of all the ones we have over here because we talked about how many Scotland has, how many England has, and whether these have now moved to the States or if they're readily available because we are quite privileged to have such a big choice yeah. and so many distilleries on our doorstep that we can access. And I don't know yeah. if the States really taken on that the same. But anyway, actually American listeners, if you are, you know, comment, let's email know. and let us know. It um, might also be that it's an alcohol derived from rye, which mm. we're not used to here. We do like bourbon though. Well, I like bourbon. Yeah. That's, that's what you get rye bourbon. Yeah. So 
but it's quite nice there. But yeah, it is very different because most of it's like in grain, but it's distilled in the UK with gin. So yeah, there is that difference. It's barley usually, but barley. Um, yeah. rye is a grain, but it's... It's, it's, it's different. It's not what you usually have. So yeah, I could do that too. Oh, well, that's a little bit of a disappointment. I'm really looking forward to trying this yeah. and it's not quite as good as I hoped. Yeah, exactly. But we've tried it and that is the main thing. I'm just watching. Craig's hair is sticking in very interesting angles at the moment and he's like shaking it. And on that note... Oh no, no, you can't just end on that note. <laughs> I'm trying to think of anything else to say that's interesting because um, we didn't talk about it as long as I thought. So we need to film, well, we need to tell our lovely listeners some other random thing that we haven't done at the end. And I don't know what to say. Well, I think maybe this is just a shorter episode. Yeah, we can go with that. We can just, you know, finish up. Um, have some nice gin next week for my tea and go from there. It's always gone on the distillery tour. Yes. I, I think that's the main yeah. upshot. And maybe not make more gin after the whole... Yeah, no, we definitely will make more gin. But not the one that's just been sitting there for months. No, that'll be sloshed out. I'm not sure what to do. It's just kind of sitting there. Flush it down your toilet and see what happens to the, the local top. sewer system. Might, might be, like, cleaned out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because it still has all the bits. I haven't even taken all the bits out, so the cassia bark's yeah, been sitting. Undrinkable well, I tried it a few months ago, and it was still... Disgusting. Yeah, it still wasn't great. Our friend, for the listeners out there, our friend is in somehow in the alcohol business, and even she was wasn't willing to buy it off of us. <laughs> yeah, I would I would say it's a no. And on that note, any last words, Mister Craig? Yeah, just to um, revel wildly in the joy of paganism. And uh, don't be afraid to step out of your comfort zone, even if you are disappointed, you still took the brave step to try something new. Okay, like we did with the gym. Yeah. Well, this episode will go up after all your belts. Yeah, I will. I hope you didn't cause too much mischief. Or go in too many cold seas. Yes. Yes. Or set too many fires. It's fires at Peltine. Okay, I'll sort it out in a bit. Oh, yeah. yeah. And on that confusing note for most people who have no idea what we're talking about, we will end this episode. Thank you very much for listening. Take a sip and enjoy. And as always, drink responsibly. Do not go over your limits. Do not drink too much. And enjoy what you do drink. Until next week when we will... We have a plan. We do have a plan for what we're having next week. Craig's nodding and looking sleepy and confused, but yes, we do. <laughs> Have a wonderful week, and we'll catch you all on the other side next week. And until then, it's a goodbye from me. Goodbye. Goodbye.